Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, I'm Caroline Stanbury, star of The Real Housewives of Dubai, entrepreneur, wife, and mother of three, once divorced and now remarried to a much younger man, uncut and uncensored with Caroline Stanbury follows me as I live my life unapologetically and shows you that there is life after 40. I'm here to let you know that not only is there a life after divorce, but you have the power to make it your best one yet, just like I did. So buckle up and join me for the wild ride. Today's episode, I'm really, really excited about, Bill. I am joined by Dr. Ney, and I waited, well, months for this. Dr. Ney was once married to the Wolf of Wall Street and has been immortalized in the movie. And it was a modern day fairy tale, but really beneath it, a dark reality began to unfold. And I am, I'm here for it, Nadine. Tell me everything. You were 22 years old. I've watched the movie. I'm fascinated. Yep, I was 22 years old and a babe in the woods. And I got swept off my feet by the one and only Jordan Belfort. I mean, what was that line? I think any woman would have been swept off her feet, wouldn't they? Oh, yeah. And I mean, I was 22. He was 28. So we were very close in age. He was handsome. He was in great shape. Self-made. And he saw me at a Hamptons party as they show in the movie. And I went with my boyfriend and then he literally just followed me around the Hamptons and paid somebody $15,000 to get me on a date with him that I didn't know about. When did you find out he paid $15,000 to take on a date? What I think I found out like a, a few months in because this woman kept calling me and saying, I, I want you to go out with this guy, with me, Jordan Belfort, for dinner. And I was like, isn't he married? And she was like, what do you care? He just wants you guys, you to come. And so I found out a few months later. And, you know, during our first meeting, I had no idea it was a setup because I'm 22. So I'm totally naive. And then when he drove me home and started to touch my leg in his Ferrari, I was like, oh, I think this guy likes me. At that time, was he as well known? Like, was it was he a big thing yet, or how did it unfold? Because the he mo- was he was super successful in the stock market, and we were running around in the city in the same circles, and so he he was financially successful. He wasn't famous or infamous the way he is now. And he grew up in Queens. I grew up in Brooklyn. We had a lot in common. Both grew up in small apartments. We really fell madly in love. You know, now I know intensity is not love. 
But back when you're 22 and everything's fast and furious and you're flying out private planes and you're having fabulous dinners and you're, you, I just fell madly in love. And he's a very, very bright man. I mean, do you have a relationship now? Are you still friends? Or? I do. You yes. do? Yes. No, we do. Yes. That's amazing. Yes. And when did it start going wrong then? What, what went wrong? Because you now teach women how to get out of traumatic relationships. What was the turning point in something like that? Yeah. So again, you know, we use this term love bombing a lot, right? Which, you know, 30, 25 years ago, nobody knew what that was. But with Jordan, everything was fast and furious. He's like, you have to marry me or I won't date you. You have to have kids or I won't marry you. So everything was threatening. But at 22, I was like, oh, I guess he just loves me. Little did I know he wanted to tie me up, like wrap me up right before I really knew who he was. And so I would say we got engaged six months into it. I married a year later. And then right around the wedding and after the wedding was when everything started to really become apparent. His drug addiction his his violent temper and so but now i'm in it and you know as a young girl i was like oh if i love him enough he'll change or he'll change because he loves me but that love wasn't enough is the movie a good sort of depiction of your relationship do you feel like it's it's accurate yes i do i do feel like the movie is very accurate and especially when it shows his drug addiction the only thing which is super interesting is that we never thought about women. But in the movie, he shows me constantly being angry about women. But I really was never angry about that because I didn't know about it. And B, it was really about his drug addiction. That's what we fought all the time about because I didn't want to see him kill himself. And I'm sure that this is a story that has, you know, repeated itself in many, many ways throughout time in in throughout time yes yes completely completely and he had a lot of power it was it was too much too soon and i was a young girl who was exposed to this new life and this new way of being so it was enough for me to manage that and as we know as we've grown older as women the only person we can control is ourselves and that is hard because it's all you've, you've known, right? So you grow up, you have this very luxurious lifestyle, which happens. And, you know, America is, you know, known for this, right? Women, they come in, right. they find the big roller, they live this life. And how do you go back to your normal life or find someone, you know, that if you, when you get used to something, and I think that's a big problem for women because a lot of women don't want to go down in life. They don't know how to take care Correct. of themselves. If you were 22, I'm sure you didn't have much of your own savings. You live this big right. life. How do you get the balls to leave someone like Jordan? You know, well, when I met him, I was modeling. So I was I was making some money. And basically, living with someone who's intimidating, threatening, and dominating over seven years, honestly, I didn't care if I lived on the street. I knew I had to get away from him. But I was, you know, definitely afraid to leave him because he said to me, the only way you're going to leave this marriage is in a body bag. So that was very scary. But what I did was I actually started a maternity company because when I was pregnant, I didn't like the clothes that women were wearing. So I had started a little business for myself. And I think that that gave me the confidence to leave. And then that combined with the fact that he got an ankle bracelet 
so from the government because he got arrested. So I knew he couldn't hurt me anymore. And I knew he couldn't take my children. And I knew I was safe to leave. So I had had enough. I had a small business and I felt safe enough to leave. And then I left. And how do your children, I mean, now seeing the movie or, you know, and being aware of what went on, how, how are they with him? He's been a great father. He is a great father. And I always spoke to my children about what had happened in our old life with the drugs and the emotional abuse. So they weren't shocked when the movie came out. You know, they were like, yeah, that's my dad. That's my mom. Okay, that's our lives. And so they're very well balanced. They've been in therapy since they're very young. And my belief is that I had children with this man. I have to figure out for them how to make our relationship work. That's up to me and him. That's not up to them. And so they have a beautiful relationship with him. They're right now in Martha's Vineyard with him. I think that's really important. And, you know, coming from such a dark place with your with him back then and saying that you are still, there's no need for you to be in contact if you didn't want to be. Still friends today shows a lot of maturity. And actually it shows not, it's kind of closure in a way. Because a yes. lot of women, I always say that the end of a relationship is dictated by the woman and how you react, really. 100% true. Well, thank you. Let's take a little break from the show and talk about Western Hotels. With over 200 destinations around the world, Western Hotels make it possible for you to keep up with your wellness routine while traveling. This, for me, is a game changer. With signature offerings to help you move, eat, and sleep well, Western Hotels make a travel opportunity to enhance your well-being, not detract from it, which um, is key for someone like me who's always on the move. At Western Hotels, you can work out how you want. They have a variety of fitness options to keep your wellness routine on track while you're away. So maintain your focus in Western workout fitness studios that are equipped with state-of-the-art equipment. You can get moving on a group run by Western's Run Concierge, a running guide or buddy, which makes it so easy for you to explore the local areas. This, I think, is amazing because if you're new to an area and you're running on your own, it's easy to get lost or end up in the wrong place or, you know, it's scary. So to have a running body and a run concierge, I think, is so clever. Run like a local. There'll be three and five mile scenic run maps, which make it easy for you to find and explore the best route on foot. Or just do your own thing with the workout and recovery gear available through demand through Weston's gear lending program. Again, genius. If you're on the move and you don't want to carry all your workout gear, they'll lend it to you and you simply just give it back. Customize your workout while you go on with Hyper Ice and Bala products to borrow during your stay. Eat well also with Weston's Eat Well menu designed with foods that make sure you meet your nutritional needs. So basically, Western chefs have crafted dishes with your well-being in mind. Choose what's right for you and the desired portion size and nutritional balance. Western makes it easy for you to continue to nourish your health, no matter where you are in the world. Lastly, you can recharge your body and mind with a restorative sleep in Western's renowned heavenly bed. I actually do this at home. Every single night, I put lavender balm on my pillow. It eases my tension and soothes your senses and you sort of just drift on into a gorgeous sleep. And I love that a hotel has actually thought about the little things because it really does make a difference, especially if you're on a work trip and you're stressed. It's 
amazing. At Western Hotels, there are amenities, offerings aimed to help you move well, eat well, sleep well, so you can keep your well-being close while away. Find wellness on your next day at Western. Western Hotels is also part of Marriott Bonvoy, an extraordinary portfolio of hotel brands and an award-winning travel program. Let's get back to the show. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Hey guys, I'm Kenzie from the I Love You So Much podcast. On my show, we talk about everything, lifestyle, business, finance, beauty, you name it. My favorite part about the show is the amazing guests that we bring on. We have everyone ranging from like business experts to influencers, CEOs, creative masterminds. It's so much fun. If you guys want to find me on Instagram, it's just at Kenzie Elizabeth. I release new episodes every Thursday, so hope to see you there. For me, I think you see women that sort of go off and they become very erratic. And it's okay if the man's erratic, if you are not erratic. If you keep level-headed, they can't argue with you. Right. Uh, even if you want to scream, right? And I think that you must, you're a prime example of that then. Because I'm sure at the time, because you said you were scared, you, you didn't like him very much, you didn't want to be around him. It was a you know, very scary place to be and took a lot to leave. But you made the decision that your relationship is bigger than all of that. And you're remarried now anyway. So what does it matter? And I think when you've let go as a woman, you can make anything work. Yes, yes, yes. And, and listen, there is something called post-separation abuse that a lot of women do have to deal with. But again, it goes back to you can't control him. The only thing that you can control is yourself. And if you get into therapy learn how to stay emotionally regulated, and know that there's going to be bumps in the road, of course. But you've left that person. You don't want to go to war with them after you've left them. And it's, you know, my mother, my parents got divorced when I was a little girl. And I had a very beautiful role model in that my dad never gave my mother any child support. And he wasn't a, a bad person. He just wasn't a supportive ex-husband. But she never held it against him. And she allowed me to have my own relationship with him. So I really had that as a role model. And then as you say, now it's up to me to rebuild my life. And there is a loss of self when you're with somebody like that. But I stayed in therapy and I rebuilt my life. Because a lot of women, that lifestyle is their identity, right? Yes. We all know when, when money goes, so do a lot of friends. Did you have a house? Did he? you know, provide for you because you were already in a fight. He, he didn't want you to go. So like a lot of women in these situations, it's like, well, you're on your own then. What, what happened to you? 
Well, what happened to me was, you know, the government came in and handled all that for us. So they, you know, they took the homes. I had, we had to put up $10 million bail for Jordan. So I had like a million and a half dollars worth of jewelry I gave back. Well, my homes, I gave back everything because I didn't want any of it. It was all blood money and it wasn't made the right way. So I always laugh and say, I left with my kids and my curtains because I left with my children and clothing and some furniture that I like. And like I said, I had my little business and I had a very little amount of money. And about a year and a half later, I met my second husband and he lived in California. And so I picked up my kids and moved to California because I wanted them to have a whole new beginning and a whole new life. And I was working at the time making my own salary. So, but it was hard. I mean, I was scared and it was super, super hard. But I was, you know what? I was so miserable in that marriage. I just didn't care. I just couldn't, didn't give a shit about the money. I was like, you can keep it all because you know what? I was tortured. You hear that a lot. You know, women, by the time that they're ready to leave something like that, really don't care about the jewelry, the money. It was superficial. Some of the most yes. beautiful women I know are the ones that actually have turned out to let everything end and changed their perspective completely because you can't buy happiness. And that's ultimately, you know, the truth. You cannot buy happiness. Money doesn't buy you happiness. It buys you maybe a golden cage. I think we've all said I would have been happy in a one bedroom flat with a flip down bed because, you know, if you're not at peace in your home, you're not at peace. Exactly. It's if you don't feel safe in your home, it's really a gilded cage, as you say. And so I was just happy to throw it all away and start over and live my life on my own terms. So what an amazing man. So your second husband comes into your life and he must like he's now aware. When was he aware of what kind of thing you were fully involved in? Because that's quite a lot to take on. It's quite a lot to take on, for sure. That's a lot yeah. of luggage. <laughs> yeah. So it was a lot coming into it. Now, luckily, not luckily for me, but he had three children. So I had two. And so we became a Brady Bunch. And I was 31, 32. He was 42. And I think we were both just ready to live a peaceful, fun, loving life. And not that it's been perfect. Make no relationship is perfect. But I think because, you know, when you meet somebody at that age, you've already been through enough and you know what you don't want. So we knew what we did want. And I mean, when we got married, we got married in our house only with our kids and like three friends. We just wanted, I wanted simple and he went along with it. And so, yeah, we've been together now 24 years. Amazing. I, I wanted simple too. It's funny how you want that after the first Isn't one. Isn't that funny? Yeah. And you've now become Dr. Nay and yes. you are a therapist. I mean, who better to do this than you? I mean, so you teach women how to leave traumatic relationships. Yeah, I do. Yes, I do. So, you know, and I, and I say this to all the women, it's never too late. I went back to school to get my master's at 39. Okay. And then I just carried on to get my doctorate. And then I opened up a practice where I lived in Manhattan Beach, California. And it was kind of crazy because I was getting my doctorate and really building my practice as the movie came out. And I was like, 
who the hell is going to want to come to me as a therapist now? Hang you on. know, did you have any part of the movie? Did were you were no. you cool? No. So the movie is based upon a book that Jordan wrote, and so they made it into a movie. The own so I had no creative input, made no money, nothing to do with it. The only thing I did do was meet Margot, so she could get accent. Yeah. So that that was it. But the movie's coming out. I'm in my private practice. I'm like, who the hell is going to want to come to me as a therapist? But then what happened was exactly what you said. People, they Googled me because they, I didn't let them use my name in the movie because I was like, I make no money. There's not, I have no creative input. You can't use my name. But of course, people Googled it. They found out who I was. And then everybody's like, wait, you went through this and you got over here. I want to come to you. No, I mean, I'm telling you, it makes perfect sense. You, you know, I, I get asked by women all the time when I'm, you know, really thinking about it heavily to do sort of courses and things like this. And I'm like, why? And then I understand that, you know, actually people like us, I mean, you much more than me, that have been through things like you have and come out the other side and you're, you're normal, you're remarried and you are level headed and you have beautiful children. You just told me you've become a grandmother. Like, I mean, most people give up. Most people, you know, break under these things, or mo most people don't cover the same way, or don't know how to. Recover. A lot of women sort of feel like hard done by in life, I think. And like, yes, like for someone like you, I, I was never like flying around on private jets every day and like covered in jewelry and furs and throwing the sort of dinners you were. But to go from where you were to where you are now, although. I'm sure you're in a lovely home and you have lovely things. It must be a diet difference. And some women can't recover from that. They always live in the past and they live in their past life and they can never move forward fully and forget, yeah. you know, but maybe it was because you found your past life so traumatic that you wanted it gone. Yes. And I think because I was in therapy through the whole marriage, I was able to like humpty dumpty hold myself together. And then that's why I became a therapist because I know that therapy works. And so when I was first, you know, being a therapist, I never wanted a specialty. I was like, oh, I want to work with anxiety, depression, blah, blah. But then what happened is women kept coming into my office with the same story about financial abuse or coercive control or this sort of abuse. And I just was like, wait, there's a theme here. And so you have to remember, when I left my ex-husband 25 years ago, nobody was talking about narcissism. Nobody was talking about trauma bonds. There was no such words as love bombing. None of these words existed. And so I really kind of did it on my own. So now I'm so grateful because what happened is when I saw these women, I went back to the research and got highly educated about toxic dysfunctional relationships. So I combined my personal past but with my professional presence, and I really can give them a roadmap for A, what they're going through, and but more importantly, once they leave, or I can support them in leaving, but how to heal. Because it does, you don't have to stay stuck. You know, there is a roadmap out. It is a grieving process. It's a grieving process. I think, you know, you have to go through it. And I think when the mistake we make in today's day and age, I've said this before, is women go to doctors, they get prescribed. All prescription drugs do, people, is numb the pain and pause the pain. It pauses yeah. you exactly where you are today. And then when you come off them, you restart in that position. 
So, yes. you know, you're not moving forward. You're not helping yourself, unfortunately. There is no easy route to it. You have to feel it, go through it, and come out the other side. And I'm, a, you know, I'm a big, big believer in that. I've seen a lot of women go through a lot of things, and I've always said, and, and I'm, you know, look, I'm the first to take headache pills and a sleep pill if I get off a plane and all of these things, but not right. numb pain, not to yes. numb things that I don't want to feel in my everyday life because they don't work. You're right. You have to feel it to heal it. Oh, I like that's that. exactly. Yeah, that's exactly what I say. You have to feel it to heal it. And, you know, it wasn't a 10 day walk in. It's not going to be a 10 day walk out, but you can heal from it. If you like anything, put the time and energy into doing that and you're worth it. Let's take a little pause from the show and talk about Lumi. So let's face it, summer is not the only time that you uh, we all get body odor. We can get just as smelly in the winter in all our favorite thick sweaters, like when we're skiing or on you know wherever else. And I'm excited to tell you about Lumi Whole Body Deodorant for pits, privates, and beyond. And actually, this is a game changer if you have teenage boys. Because we all know that as much as we love them, they can be a little bit smelly. Lumi deodorant was created by an OBGYN who discovered odor isn't just an armpit thing. It's an all over body thing. So she's developed Lumi, a pH optimized deodorant that's clinically proven to control odor everywhere for up to 72 hours. So fall can just be as fresh. And we have a special offer for new customers, $5 off Lumi starter pack with our exclusive code and link. Use code UNCUT at Lumi podcast, L-U-M-E podcast, P-O-D-C-A-S-T dot com. I mean, I'm using it, as I said, for my teenage boys. It makes it so easy to have one product that they can rub literally all over their body. And this actually makes it unique than any other because... It's formulated for the whole body, not just your armpits. So you can use it in your private parts. You can use it under your arms. You can use it, I mean, anywhere, your belly button, butt cracks, feet. And we all know how much our, our teenage boys' feet can smell. It's aluminium-free, baking soda-free, paraben-free. So it's really safe to use. And it's got proven better control than any shower soap alone. I think it's 12 hours for shower soap, and this is 72 hours, so I give it a 10 out of 10. Lumi's starter pack is perfect for new customers because it comes with a solid stick deodorant, cream chewed deodorant, two free products of your choice, like a mini body wash and deodorant wipes, and free shipping. And as a special offer for my listeners, new customers get $5 off a Lumi starter pack with code UNCUT at lumipodcast.com. That equates to over 40% off your starter pack when you visit lumipodcast.com and use code UNCUT. Let's get back to the show. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. 
When did you realize that Jordan was a narcissist? You know, like I said, back then we weren't even talking about that term. I would say probably in my mid-30s, you know, when I started to really understand the term, hear the story. Even when I went back to school at 39, they, they didn't really teach us about it that much. But but what happened is that I saw the devastation that certain type of personalities can have on women and families. And so that's why I've made it my mission to become fully educated about it, educate women about it, because it has to, we have to try to stop it. And, and did you lose a lot of your friends back then when you left? You know, I'm a real girl's girl. I love my female friends. So I kept a lot of my friends from then. I mean, of course, some of them, you know, just through time and space and moving. But I kept a lot of my core girlfriends, actually. It's, it's really love. I mean, there's nothing like girlfriends. And, and he's successful today. Where is, where is he today? I don't know about that guy, but he's got nine lives and he's a very bright man and he is very successful today. He's successful today. He's remarried to a lovely woman, you know. So listen, I'm happy for him. I'm happy for him. I'm just happy I'm not married to him. <laughs> I mean, and it must be amazing because you've been married to him for a long time, but it's like, I suppose the movie is like, like given everyone this sort of renewed interest in everything again. West, you've already moved so far on. Does that does that bother you, or do you at this point just realize it's just a part of life, and you know this is it's now going to be forever? You, you know, when the movie was first coming out, I was, of course, I went I probably thousands of hours of therapy over it because it was very hard to have something that was so traumatizing to me to be exploited for the whole world to see for entertainment. But I did a lot of work on it, and I felt my emotions about it as we just spoke of. And then I said, you know what, Nadine, you just have to surrender. This is bigger than you. Trust the process. And it all worked out. Now I can use the, mo the movie as a vehicle to get exposure to help people. Yeah. And he always told me that when I was mad. Because you know, he's the ultimate seller. He's like, Nadine, you have a $100 million campaign to do with whatever you want. Now, of course, he underestimated me and never thought I'd do this. I mean, well, it's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant, actually. And as I said, I think more women need to see that, that what the other side looks like, you know. And, mm -hmm. and I think that's the problem. I think women think that life ends with, you know, the man or the relationship. And it really doesn't. And in the world that we're living in now, I'm seeing, I don't know about you, but it's le more and more or less and less conducive with, um, you know, long, long, long-term relationships. More people are having more relationships. And I don't know what our generation of old age is going to look like, whether we all end up with our girlfriends or we're going to be married. But it's, 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 it's a very different world. And I think that what you're teaching women is, the other side is that, you know, whatever it is on your own, we're okay. You know, yes, you, we can come out of it. Yes. Yes. We, we, we can certainly come out of it. And if you lived through a trauma bond, I always say the women that live through that are some of the most creative, brightest women I've ever met because to work your way through that is very, very, very hard. 
And, but what happens is that a lot of times in a relationship like that, you lose your sense of self. So the most important piece, the first piece is to start to learn about yourself again. Who are you? Who are you authentically when you're not a wife, when you're not a mother? Who are you just as a woman, as yourself? And that's actually a beautiful exploration. What, what other very, com- you said financial trauma. What, what does that consist of? Financial trauma is when you, women don't have access to the money. They can't spend the money, the, you know, their community money. The man makes all the financial decisions. So the money is controlled and withheld, and the money is also used to control them. Well, I was about to say, do men never not do that? I mean, that's never going to happen with anyone. Well, the thing is that, you know, when you're in a relationship with somebody like this, the way I describe it very simply is that they use, betray, and exploit anybody to get their needs met for money, power, pleasure, and status. That's it in a nutshell. Now, sometimes they manipulate, sometimes they lie, sometimes they betray, sometimes they're dominating, sometimes they're intimidating, but you're not really a person to them with a heart and a soul. And that's very devastating when you've fallen in love with someone with the intention just to love them. So how can you take yourself out of that kind of thing? Because a lot of men, you see, they rich men today have a chip on them, sh- their shoulder inherently that, you know, if yeah. a woman wants a handbag, she's a gold digger. If a woman wants, you know, a nice right. uh, blow dry or whatever it is. I've met a lot of men that keep their women on a very tight leash to just, you know, to see how they react to it. Well, I mean, listen, first of all, the first thing to do is like try not to fall for somebody like that. And there, there are good ways to figure out if they're like that, you know, in any healthy relationship, you have to be able to set boundaries. And if they don't let you set boundaries, it's a problem. You know, so there are many ways to like look for the red flags. But if you do end up with somebody like that, the most important thing, even while you're in the relationship, is to work on yourself. Go to therapy. If you don't work, get a hobby. Get things that you're good at because you have to have confidence in life to live. And you can't buy it at the store, confidence. You have to have the courage to face your fears. You have to have the courage to do things that you don't know you can do. But if you're 22 years old, you're kind of always at the mercy of the man if you're, if you're moving into his life. You know, that, that's the problem. That's what I struck. Yeah. Is my, my common answer is absolutely go to bloody work, regardless. Set yourself up. I mean, you're a prime example. I mean, you know, there were many people much richer than you at the time. And right. And I went to work. Yes. Yes. And you went to work. And I've always worked, which means that you always have choices. But today's generation, I think with, you know, social media and Instagram and making money seems so easy, even though it's not, we've made it look ridiculously easy that nobody really wants to work anymore. You know, and and this is the generation that we're we're bringing up. Yeah. And you, you bring up a good point because... There are two components to a trauma bond, and one of the first one is a power imbalance. So unbalanced power is foundational to it, and when you're highly dependent upon a person, they have the power, and unfortunately, these people abuse their power. So yeah, getting a job, having financial freedom is very important. No way. Because honestly, because I think about it, you know, you said look for a different type of guy, but you know, 
we're kind of by by giving the man all that power and having to ask him unfortunately even without knowing it he becomes that person you know he sets the ground he sets the boundaries he sets what's the limit because you can't you can't have to say you know you can't walk in as a young girl and say you know what do you earn well then i'm i'm entitled to this each month that doesn't work either so right. it's very yeah. very fine line with how you get yes and the, the tricky thing though with these guys too is that like when I met Jordan, I was modeling and I was making money. They actually tell you to stop working. And that's also a red flag. He was like, what's $3,000 going to do? Don't go to work today. And I was like, I guess he's right. I mean, compared to what he makes. But once I released that, I was screwed. But they often tell you not to work to have the power. Now, it seems like they're doing you a favor, like they want to take care of you. but. It's it's a very slippery slope. I agree with you. Very, very slippery. Uh, so my biggest thing is my daughter is to always yeah. work, always earn your own money. And, um, you know, when when you sent your children to therapy, what yeah. made you, you start that from? The, because of the things they'd already seen or what? Well, yes. Well, for, first of all, my daughter, she just wanted to go to therapy. She was a teenager. She was struggling. And so I'm a big proponent of therapy. So she went to therapy and hence now she's a therapist. So good job for her. And then my son, especially he was in high school when the movie came out. And as a boy, so impressionable, I was like, you need to go to therapy because I wanted them to be emotionally resourced. Whether there was a movie or not, or whoever their parents were to face life's challenges. How was your son's friend's reaction? To like, how was it for him to go that at such a young age? I think it was challenging for him sometimes, you know, because I think it's got to be weird, right? To see your mom. I'll tell you a funny story. So we got a pro we went to a private screening at Paramount, me, Jordan, and my son. And when like some scenes in the movie would come, I'd like be like, put your head down, put your head down. They'd be like, mom, if it's not you, I can look. So, I mean, here he is, you know, his burgeoning sexuality, drugs, and all that. And he pulled through. But, yeah, I think his friends were like, oh, that's so cool, man, you know. But then it's like, but then also that's your mother getting punched in the stomach in a movie by your dad. So, but again, I think because in my family, as you're talking about, we emotionally process everything. It, it, it ended up okay. So they asked to go. And now they feel, because I also wonder, you know, I, I haven't looked at therapy for, you know, my kids or anything like that with divorce and all the things they're going through, you know, as teenagers, because children just automatically do. But I'm, you know, I'm uh, also not not sure whether whether you should choose it or they choose it or how how to know when you, you know, if you're coming out of a trauma relationship, how to know whether your children should go or you, whether you do sort of just pull up your socks and we're all fine. Yeah, I think that therapy can never hurt anybody as long as you're with a good therapist. So I, you could also tell by your children's behavior, you know, are they acting out? Are they not listening to you? Are they very angry and you can't get to the bottom of what they're feeling? You know, if you can't get to what's behind the behavior of them acting out, whether it's anger, drugs, you know, not listening, that sort of thing, then it's a good thing to send them to therapy. Because when children act out underneath the behavior is unprocessed emotion. 
Well, I mean, I think you're doing an amazing job. And like you've written a book now and it's, it's called Run Like Run Like Hell, A Therapist's Guide to Recognizing, Escaping, and Healing from Trauma Ones. I love it. Here it is. Can you see it? Amazing, amazing work. Run Like Hell. I love that. So for all of you out there that are going through something similar or, you know, looking at reevaluating maybe your lives, Dr. Nay really is amazing. I mean, fantastic story and how you've come through everything and sort of turned it into, well, something really, really positive for a lot of people out there. And I think it's, you know, absolutely in today's world, something that is very relevant to very many people today. Yes. Thank you so much. You're very sweet. It's been lovely to talk to you. We've been trying to do this for so long. We have. I was so excited. I'm a big fan and a big fan of you know the movie. I watched it and loved the story and you know not the again not the story but not the whole no yes it's was well done yes well and you know i'm a huge fan of yours since ladies of london tell everybody how they can find you as well sure they can find me on instagram at the real dr nadine and then they can find me on tiktok at dr nay n-a-e-l-m-f-t so dr nay l-m-f-t thank you dr nay for joining us it was fascinating Thank you for listening. You can catch my new episode of my podcast every Wednesday. Please don't forget to follow so you don't miss any of the action. I want to hear from you, so leave me a rating and a review. Follow us on social for all the behind scenes action and more information at Uncut and Uncensored by Caroline. See you next week. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.